passes, hit well, into center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Happy offseason and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. Excited to have you with us here today as the Angels, well, now have a new general manager, Perry Manazian, who was introduced earlier this week at the Big A. What an exciting time for the Angels to have this new regime really in place. Manazian comes from the Atlanta Braves, where he was the assistant general manager there. A baseball lifer has been in the game since he was a kid, eight years old, helping out his dad, who was a clubhouse manager for the Texas Rangers. Again, has been in baseball his entire life. Spent a lot of time with the Toronto Blue Jays as a scout in various different scouting roles. Somebody that is very familiar with the game, very high Uh, intellect, very high energy, and somebody that I think Angel fans can be excited about. This guy's a tremendous communicator, and that was something that Angel's owner, Artie Moreno, said he was really interested in when he was making this decision on who was going to be the next general manager, and uh, great communicator Barry Manazian is, and we're excited to have him uh, here on this podcast. So we're going to have that conversation with Perry coming up in just a second. Let me just give you a little rundown of uh, how things are going to go here. We're going to hear from Joe Madden Two. Uh, Joe was at the press conference. Joe and I had a really fun talk. We'll have that for you. And then afterwards, after we hear from Perry and from Joe, then the entire press conference is going to be available here. So you can go back. And maybe you saw it live and missed a question. Something else uh, popped into your mind that you want to go back and, and listen to. Well, it's going to be available here. So we're going to give you uh, the full experience of all that was said because for the Angels, this is a critical move. And the success of the Angels moving forward really is going to boil down to this move and it's going to boil down to the success of this regime and Joe Madden and Perry Manazian working together to make this thing happen and I, I for one I am excited about that and talk with both those guys uh, they both seem to be on the same page which is really important they both have great respect for each other uh, they both seem to get it and that is something that I think Angel fans can be excited about and look we, we know, I, I understand, I hear fans out there saying, hey, look, you can be as excited as you want about a new GM. I want to see results. Well, I'm with you. I, I think there are a lot of people with you too. And yes, of course, the jury has to be out until you see moves actually develop and the Angels have that success on the field. I don't make too much out of the 60-game season, especially when we saw how well the Angels played in the month of September. In 162 games, probably not quite as good as what you saw in September, but certainly better than what we saw in July and August. So I am optimistic about the Angels moving forward, and the Angels just now need to add some pieces, and there is a core that can win a championship in place with Anthony Rendon and, of course, the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. A lot of that has to do with adding pitching, and clearly that is a focal point for Perry Manazian for the Angels to get done this offseason. That that is clearly a major priority for this organization. We're going to talk more uh, about that as the offseason progresses. As far as this podcast is concerned, we'll do this special edition one now, and we're going to get a lot more once we get into 2021 and get into the new year. Um, you know, we'll probably do something after the winter meetings when there's going to be some kind of discussion. No winter meetings in person this year, but there will still be winter meetings, so uh, we'll likely uh, have something coming up out of that, but uh, just kind of got to play it by ear at this point. But the Angels do have a GM, and now let's get a chance to listen to the new leader of the Angels front office. Perry Manazian. Perry, we just saw you up on the podium with Angels owner Artie Moreno and got a chance to introduce yourself to uh, this Angel baseball fan base. What an exciting day. How would you describe just what today has been like for you? Surreal. Yeah, Yeah, I would say it's surreal. Being in the game as long as I have, and this is my going into my 34th season, you know, it's it's coming from where I came from. I mean, it's, it's a, this has always been a dream of mine. And for it to actually come true is is it's beyond exciting. When people say going into their thirty fourth season, they're usually a lot older than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting into that, growing up through the game of baseball, 
what was that like being around your dad in the Texas Rangers clubhouse from the beginning? What, what was that experience like? Oh, it was a great experience. Yeah. It was it was one of a kind. Uh, my brothers and I have three brothers. We all had to work and earn our way into that clubhouse, and and we did that. And to to grow up in a game that we love, I mean, it's in our blood. It's yeah. in our blood. It's the topic of every conversation for the most part. And um, you know, to be able to experience and, and be around different types of people and see different teams and see different managers and coaches and general managers and just to be around it on a daily basis was was it's a blessing Perry I know that you addressed a little bit of this at the podium but just what have the last four days been like in terms of trying to figure things out right. and, and, what, and what you've been going through like what have, the, what have those days looked like yeah, the last four days have been pretty hectic obviously with with uh, with taking this job I can't say thank you enough to Artie and Carol Moreno for for choosing me for this responsibility and you know, I understand um, the expectations here, and John Carpino also. I can't thank him enough for this opportunity. But the last four days of trying to trying to get my feet under me, and um, you know, I look forward to next week where I can roll up my sleeves. And you know, I've had conversations with agents. I've had conversations with numerous GMs. But you know, I'm hoping going forward, I'll have a lot more time to dedicate my days, the majority of my days, to yeah. to making this club better. At what point did you start thinking about? this job i would imagine obviously before you interviewed but when did you start thinking about okay here are some ways i feel like i can help improve the angels pretty quickly when, yes. when did that start so, crossing your mind you know the thought didn't cross my mind until they asked me to interview and you know when i was asked to interview i that was an honor in itself mm-hmm. this is the first time i've ever ever interviewed for a job so uh, once i did i hit the ground running it was basically you know, I took the majority of my days, and, and I thank Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves organization for allowing me to interview for this job. But I took the majority of my days studying this club inside and out and and um, put together a little presentation of, of what I believe in, my thoughts, and how I my, – my vision for this club going forward. And, you know, to have the ability to speak to John on Zoom. And, you know, I think it went over – there was a certain time frame yeah. it was just to stay in and <laughs> – Again, once you start, once I start talking about baseball, it could go on yeah. forever. So, what what were some of those assessments that you made looking at this club? Like, what, yeah, were, so some of, what were some of the things that you were thinking about? I, I think this job. One of the intriguing things about this job is this is not a hundred loss rebuild. Yeah. You know, this is a club with some exciting players on it that are on the cusp of doing special things. So uh, that was really intriguing. You know, ownership. You know, with Artie and Carol and 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 knowing how dedicated they are to winning and John I mean what kind of guy he is and and being able to work with him I'm a big believer in fit I think fit from a from a front office standpoint I think fit from a clubhouse standpoint people perform better when they're comfortable this was a very very comfortable place for me I know that Angel fans hear their owners say he's willing to spend to put a team together, and they've seen it. He already's done that since he's taken uh, over here as the owner of the Angels, and you got the best player in baseball. And you know they signed Anthony Rendon this past year. You're seeing all these things that think, okay, you, you should have some success soon. It just hasn't happened. What do you think it's going to take to get the Angels over the hump and to be a competitive team vying for a championship? Absolutely, I, I think it comes back to. I think it's I think it's what it's been the last hundred years, and that's pitching and defense. Yeah. You know, and I, and I don't think that changes. You know, obviously, there's some talent here, and um, you know, I know everybody talks about the lineup and two of the top five players in the game, but there's some talent on the mound too. And you know, we're going to look to bring in uh, reinforcements in that area, both in the in the rotation and bullpen. But run prevention is very important, and we have to be able to catch the ball. We have to be able to position correctly. We're going to have to game plan. We're going to have to uh, game plan from an advanced scouting standpoint and attack the opposing pitchers correctly. The catcher position, there's going to be a lot put on our catching position. We're, we're going to flood him with, with a lot of information and, and um, have a lot of conversations with, with who's in that role. So those are the things I think will make us successful. Perry, you've clearly been around great baseball minds for a long time. And, and, and I asked you in the press conference about your philosophy uh, when it comes to baseball and building a, a championship culture. Where do some of those come from, those roots of wanting to know how to put together a, a championship club? So Mel Didier was a huge mentor of mine, probably outside of my father, the biggest impact on my baseball career. Mm-hmm. Buck Showalter, Bobby Valentine, Doug Melvin, John Hart. I'm mean, go Tom Grieve, Tommy Lasorda. I can go on and on with the people that have, have, have spent the time 
to make me better. And players too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned a lot from players, you know, from from Alan Trammell back in his Detroit days, Kirby Puckett, one of my favorites, Bo Jackson, Nolan Ryan. I mean, I can go on and on to, you know, guys that, you know, Mike Young, who I was with a long time in Texas, who's one of my favorites, Darren Oliver, who played here, who I talked to uh, the other day and told me about how great of an organization this is and mm-hmm. how, how great of a place this is to play and what it's like when you win. So um, those types of things, I've had, I've been able to have those discussions over the last couple of days and, you know, but I'm really lucky yeah. to be able to have those types of people where I can pick up the phone and call. There's a lot of talk of like the, the old school versus new school debate and where people seem to stand on that. I know that the Angels are, are big fans of balance, and I know that's something that you've talked about a little bit as well. But when it comes to making those evaluations, how, how can a, a traditional baseball thought be able to use the analytics to help in your mind? I think to me the old school, new school thing is done. I don't think it exists. I think there's, I think it's it's like anything. If you don't understand something, human nature is to make it threatening. So I think it's up to the front office uh, to explain certain things to people that might not be educated in certain areas, and explain to them why things are important and what they detail and 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 what they can actually point out uh, from a from a day to day standpoint. So, you know this is going to be an organization we're going to do the work you know we're going to look at each individual situation we're going to look at each individual player and we're going to do the work we're going to we're going to go through every aspect of that particular subject and hit on every avenue and use every piece of information we have to make the best decisions we can make Joe Madden here today, your manager. I know that you guys had a chance to catch up a little bit before things got started and, and have been talking the last few days. What kind of a role do you think Joe's going to have in terms of this offseason and, and you know discussing you know what the Angels need uh, to, to be a championship team? I've had outstanding conversations with Joe. He's He's got the, the ability to inspire. Yeah. And when you talk to him, I'm, I, I get fired up, really, yeah. when, when talking to him and that was one of the other intriguing things about this job. Having a manager who's done what he's done and experienced what he's experienced is huge for a first-time general manager. You know, I have the ability to give him the keys to the car and not worry about yeah. I mean, downstairs. He's going to take care of that part. And to, you know, he's been a part of a lot of winning clubs, championship clubs, to be able to work with him and work with the coaching staff who, whose resumes all speak for themselves to, put, to help put a quality team on the field is going to be, it's going to be outstanding. Is that something that you feel like you've seen throughout your career? That where, hey, when you when you have a manager that can handle things on the field, and have the general manager that can handle things upstairs, and that seems to work well. Is that something that you've experienced? Yes. Yeah, so I I think that's that's how things run best. You know, I think that's when 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 teams are hitting on all cylinders. I think there's there's an alignment between the general manager and the manager, and there's trust. Yeah. And um, you know, I think Joe just from and this is the first time I haven't had. In the game, as long as I have, I've never met Joe. I've yeah. never had a conversation with Joe. After I took the job, we talked that night, and it was it was outstanding. We talked for another hour, hour and a half, hour and a half the next day. So, uh, to have the ability to to talk to him, I mean, he's as real as it gets. Yeah. And and I think, I think he's obviously one of the pillars of this organization. He's been here a long time, and for him to come back here, he wants to win. And we have an ownership group that wants to win, and we have a president that wants to win, and we're going to do everything in our power from a baseball operations standpoint to make good decisions and play meaningful games in October. What do you see the Angels offseason looking like right now? I mean, clearly, you know, you, you, I would imagine you have some goals, sure. things, you, things you want. Just t- taking a 30,000-foot view right. right now, what needs to happen for this club this offseason? Yeah, so, obviously, I've been on the job for less than a week, so – I like to have more conversations with people that have been here. I'm big on institutional knowledge. You know, I would like to believe, and one of our goals is to bring in obviously talented, quality people. Mm-hmm. You know, that can help and help our club, help yeah. our big league club, and you know, not only on the field but make the people around them better. I think that's important. Players learn from players too. You know, I can give you a lot of examples where um, you know, player learns a new grip on a pitch from another player, and and. It, you about you go back to the All Star game and you know, Roy Holiday learning his cutter from Mariano Rivera that changed his whole career. So, you know, the quality of person we put in that locker room and the environment we create in that locker room is going to be really important. And at the end of the day, you need talent, but I think it's the little things, right? The, the, the teams that prep the most, the teams that are mentally strong, the teams that that um, 
that that can that can do things yeah. that on a daily basis and and create really good habits and, and do things on a daily basis to get better. It's that mentality that um, I think is here, and we just there's a couple pieces missing that hopefully yeah. we can we can put in place. Perry, Artie Moreno said when he was looking for a new general manager, first and foremost, the thing he was looking for most was a great communicator. And clearly, that is something that you, you put on display today, by the way. But in terms of getting the organization all on the same page and working as a unit, how do you see that happening here uh, coming into this 2021 season? Yes, yeah, so that I, I, I'm a big believer in we're all in this together. And we are. We need everybody pulling from the same rope. You know, we need to be, as an organization, as a front office, we need to be in step with with the rest of the organization. We're going to lay out a foundation and certain things that we'd like to accomplish, and, and there's going to be certain expectations put in each department. They're going to know those expectations. Those expectations are going to be communicated. And at the end of the day, when just like in any work environment, when you know what's what's asked of you, you have a better chance of getting it done. So, And, and that's what I look forward to the most is just – being able to put, you know, for our group to put our imprint on, on how we want this thing to run and, and from upstairs and team building in general, right? It's not just the team downstairs. It's the team upstairs, too. It's the team upstairs, too. So I know I've said this a bunch, quality people, yeah. quality people from different backgrounds that have experienced different things. It's going to be really important. I'm sure you've already gotten a taste of it, but I think you're going to find a lot of that here with the Angels. No doubt. Perry Manazian, thank you so much for joining us here. We sincerely appreciate it. I'm looking forward to catching up again, uh, hopefully this offseason. And uh, getting set for spring training and hopefully uh, a championship team coming in 2021. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Perry. Great stuff right there. I mean, how can you not love Perry Manazian? And you're, you're talking about somebody that uh, makes a, a tremendous first impression, hitting the ground running, getting to work right away, finding ways to improve the Angels. And he said in the press conference that pitching absolutely is the priority. And again, we'll have that press conference for you coming up in a moment. But Joe Madden was also hanging around at Perry Manazian's press conference. And now here's our chat, the Angel skipper. The Angels introduced a new general manager and now field manager, Joe Madden, joining us. It was a year ago that we welcomed him to the ball club and uh, back to the ball club, I should right. say, and Joe's with us now. Joe, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me out here today. Um, Perry did an outstanding job, as you just noticed. I've been talking with him a lot yeah. on the phone, and I got to watch uh, his Zoom interview. He's really uh, uh, very passionate, uh, energetic. Uh, I love his philosophy. He and I have talked a lot, so... Uh, it's good to be back, like you said, a year ago, right? Yeah. Sitting out on the field there getting a, a brilliant sunburn. It was it was outstanding. <laughs> you mentioned uh, talking with mm-hmm. Perry Manazian, the, the Angels' new general manager, and uh, didn't really know each other before a couple of weeks or a couple of days ago, I should say. So mm-hmm. what is these first interactions? How would you describe what they've been like to this point? Well, I've known his dad. I mean, yeah. of course, from the, uh, the clubhouse days, Zach. Uh, interactions, easy. Okay, easy is the best way I could describe it. He's a... Uh, is a gregarious personality. He's ingratiating very quickly. Um, and then when he starts talking the game and what he believes in, it's easy to jump on board. Um, he came up uh, through a clubhouse, which is really interesting. I don't think I've ever met maybe Billy Bavese, because I knew Billy for a long time. Billy kind of came up like that with Buzzy. Uh, but the way Perry's gotten to this point, I really respect it a lot. Uh, and again, conversationally, really just a, lo- a lot of it's rooted in old school technique or tendencies but then again um he does um adhere to the newer policies too so it's, it's yeah. kind of a nice combination what do you expect the relationship to be like not just in terms of maybe acquiring players in the off season, but making decisions during a season what, what do you think that's going to be like with perry well honestly uh, just already uh the kind of things he's asked me um uh, and the things he's presented to me it's kind of unusual to get that from a gm this quickly um, just meeting the guy for the first time, uh, the kind of uh, questions he's asking, the kind of information he's throwing in my direction for me to think about, it's uh, been interesting, to say the least. So um, I really appreciate it. You know, I, have, like, I think I've gone off to a wonderful start. I had a, I'm having a weekly Zoom call with all of our okay. coaches, and I brought them up to speed, and he's already texted all the coaches. So um, I, I'm really interested, curious, uh, and excited about the whole thing. I, I really uh, – the, the combination of how he is, where I come from, um, is kind of interesting to me. 
I think the whole world ready to turn the page onto 2021. But if, if we could just reflect back on the past, I guess you can call it a season. The, the 60 games well, you guys played this that, year, right? yeah. I mean, what, how have you had a chance to, to reflect on it and what the year was like, and just try to assess uh, what your first year was like with this club? Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was you know, it's difficult in a sense. I mean, we started out normally, then it became abnormal. Uh, we get off to a wonderful first camp, and I thought we had things rolling in the right direction, Billy. Epler and I spoke a lot about it. Billy was really pleased with the way things were going, and I was too. And then we had to put it on pause. And then you come off pause, and then you have to deal with a lot of new uh, elements that weren't necessarily a part of the first camp. And everybody was. I'm not just talking yeah. about us. But there's different – every group had different um, items to deal with. And with us, it took us a while to, to get beyond that. We, we had a really nice September going on. But the uh, August part of it was difficult. Assessment-wise, uh, for me, it's difficult. I think some guys showed better than they would over 162. Some guys obviously showed less than. Yeah. And any of the really good players that got off to a tough start were trying to get their numbers back immediately, which led to even a greater demise. Right. So there was a lot of that that I don't think has been discussed enough. Yeah. Uh, so it was unusual, and it's difficult to make, I think, solid uh, decisions based on only what you saw in 60 games. When you're eliminated from postseason contention in the final week and you're trying to, you know, the season's coming to an end, I think it'd be easy and natural maybe to feel like a sense of like, all right, it's over now. But for you, was there a sense of frustration seeing that, hey, this September club showed that they can be pretty good? Oh, no, absolutely. That's And I knew that. We all knew that from the beginning. It was so important to get off to a good start. We didn't. And already just um, covered some of that. I mean, we didn't really pitch well out of the bullpen and early on, and we, we finally got things straightened out. Oftentimes, I've said it here and I said it in the past, it takes about a month mm -hmm. to figure out your bullpen. We did. And then it was just a little bit too late in regards to the number of games having to catch up. So um, it, it was an anomaly year. Um, hopefully it doesn't turn out to be that way again this year. I think going into this camp with uh, Perry and the information we'll be able to give him, my understanding of the situation is exponentially better than it was yeah. at the beginning of last season. So there's a lot of good. It was just an unusual year. We all know that. Uh, but I, I did like the way we concluded. So what now? What What is the offseason like for Joe Madden? Because, I mean, obviously the last year was absolutely crazy and uh, figuring everything out and a lot of responsibilities. And, Joe, like we can't thank you enough for the time that you spent with us on the media side. But I, we, we know that can be taxing for some people. I guess not for you. But what is the offseason like uh, now? Um, I'm recommitting to golf. Good for you. Yeah, I, uh, I used to be decent at the game. I became very undecent, okay. undecent. And uh, I was just back in Pennsylvania. I live on a course back there. This old 1925 Tillinghast design. Our house is right there. My buddy's the pro. So got got the itch going again. So I've, I've been watching some Ben Hogan videos that have been very helpful. And it also, I'll tell you, I don't want to just digress too much, but by looking at videos and trying to reteach myself a physical move, I could really appreciate even more what I had done as a coach, what our coaches do now. Yeah. It's, it's necessary and it matters. Semantics, uh, feel, all these things are important. So I, I'm involved in that right now, my bike riding, and I'm cooking a lot more dinners. <laughs> and I'm trying to catch up on The Crown. Great start. I started to watch that last night. Well, we've had enough time to watch all kinds of TV shows. Good for you getting out on the golf course. See, that's what when you guys were doing going through the second summer training right. camp, that's what I was doing. I was getting back to my golf games. So no, I, mean, I, I was that. dedicating myself to getting in really good shape, you know, trying to um, prevent hopefully in some way from not getting the to not get the virus. So a lot of uh, really good um, uh, diet, exercise, uh, supplements, all those kind of things. Sleep was my priority during that time yeah. and then when we got to the actual 2.0 I felt pretty good about it Joe when you're going into this 2020 2021 season now looking at what hopefully the Angels are able to accomplish this offseason what, what would you like to see this club be able to do this offseason well, Perry again illustrated it I thought very well we need we need to augment the starting pitching there's no question uh, we need to be able to take some of the young starting pitchers and make them um, possibly be AAA starting pitchers and earn the right to be here um, so I, I think it starts with that and then and then you go right into the bullpen same thing with the bullpen um, we if we don't pitch and catch it you're going to see a lot of the same you're going to see unrequited I mean you could do a lot all the offense I manage in Midland had one of the best offensive teams ever down there but you can't win if you don't pitch it and catch it we got to pitch it we got to catch it and I have a lot of faith in the position players and what we do on that side of the ball I would much prefer that method so uh, if we could spend most of our time, almost all of our time, 
and energy on the pitching and defensive side and then just uh, judiciously fill in the others, I'll take it. Joe, I really appreciate it. And, and look, as long as you're willing to give me some strokes, I'm happy to go play with you sometime. Listen, I, I don't. I just, you haven't. I, I, I said I'm rededicating. I'm not good yet, but I'm rededicating. I'm going right to the driving range when I'm done with my duties for today. But we'll, we'll stay in touch. About that. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Trent. I'm really excited to see how these two get along. It's so critical for the success of this organization. It finally feels like this new regime is in place for the Angels to be able to have the success that we keep seeing when you have Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and you see you know, Artie Moreno willing to spend for great players to continue to make this Angels club competitive. Uh, now it's about having you know Perry Manazian and also Joe Madden together working to make this thing work. You have somebody that, by all accounts, should be a really good general manager based on what everybody's saying about him, and you know you have a great manager in Joe Med. So I, I think that this is a combination that can be really exciting for this Angels baseball club. All right, so Tuesday was the big press conference at the Big A, and now here is the Perry Manazian introductory press conference in its entirety now right here on the Angels Recap Podcast. Before we begin with the question and answer portion of today's press conference, we'd like to invite Perry to say a few words. Perry? Yeah, thank you for being here. I couldn't be more excited. Artie and Carol Moreno, I'm forever in debt. I can't, I can't express in words what this opportunity means to me. It means a lot. It means a lot. John Carpino, who I went through the process with, has been outstanding. I want to thank him. Molly Jolly, Bill Stoneman, who I had the pleasure of spending time with at dinner. When I flew into L.A. and had a chance to meet with them, I want to thank them. The whole Angels organization. I, I couldn't be happier to be here. I'd also like to thank Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves organization, which is one of the best organizations in all of baseball. Terry McGurk, Alex Anthopoulos, who's an unbelievable executive and even better person. His family, Christina, John, Julia, I'm going to miss them very much. Um, I loved working with him on a daily basis. The other guys in the baseball operations department in Atlanta, Jason Perret, Alex Tamman, Mike Fass, Ben Sistanovich, Dana Brown, the whole organization. I, my time there was outstanding. We did some special things, and, and I'm going to truly miss them and thank them for everything. I've been around baseball for basically my entire life, 33 years, and I love this game. I love this game. I love the ups. I love the downs. I love the people. I love the stories. I think this is one of the best organizations in sports. I think we have one of the best owners in sports. Obviously, he's shown that with his dedication to this organization. And I can't wait to roll my sleeves up and get started. Thank you, Perry. Uh, at this point, we're going to open up the press conference to members of the media who are joining us on Zoom. Folks, if you uh, have joined our press conferences at all this year, you should be familiar with the format. If this is your first time, please hit that raise your hand button on your Zoom app, and we will call on you just as quickly as we can. We're going to get things started with Rhett Bollinger from Angels.com. Hey, Barry. Uh, I just want to what are your thoughts on this organization in terms of being ready to compete? Obviously, now it's been five straight losing seasons. Uh, well, what, what do you think? How close do you think this team is to getting back to the postseason? Hi, Rhett. Well, that's one of the reasons that this job is so intriguing. This is not a 100-loss team. This is not a 5-7, 10-year rebuild. This is going to be a competitive club. I think it's an outstanding mix of veteran players, some youth, youth on the horizon, and obviously the manager speaks for himself. I think he's one of the best managers in all of baseball. Can't wait to work with Joe. I'm beyond honored he's here today. And this whole organization is on the cusp of doing some really, really great things. And one more for you, Perry. How much more do you get to build out this front office? I know some guys left this front office uh, in recent weeks. I mean, do you have plans already now for how you want this front office to look here going forward? I do. I do. I, I, it's a team game. It's a team on the field and it's a team off the field. So obviously our front office hires will be very important. I'm going to attack that after this press conference. That's going to begin going into next week. And I look forward to building a baseball operations team that's, that's not only filled with outstanding minds, different backgrounds, but good people that fit in with the culture here. Thanks, Barry. Thank you, Rhett. Next up, we'll go to Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register. Hey, Perry. Welcome. Um, obviously, you got a little bit of a, a late start. You got a little bit of a late start compared to the other GMs. Can you talk about in the last four days or so what you've done to, to catch up as far as maybe talking to other GMs and agents and that kind of thing? Yeah, I've, 
I've been running around with my hair on fire. It's been, it's been a heck of a four days. With that being said, I'm a quick study. I've had numerous conversations with Joe, some of the other coaches, and I look forward to this next week really digging in, talking to each individual coach, reaching out to some of the players. And I think this offseason in general, and majority of offseasons, majority of things don't start until after Thanksgiving. Obviously, there's been some early moves, but I feel like we're in a good spot. I really do. I feel like we're in a good spot, and we'll be in on any game that's out there. Can you kind of talk specifically about what, what are the most important things you need to add to this team? I think we've all, I think it's been said, I think pitching is, is first and foremost. And with pitching comes run prevention. And I think we can't lose sight of that either, which entails defense. We have to play quality defense. We have to catch the ball. Catching, beyond important, game calling, game planning, positioning, all the things that entail run prevention, we're going to attack. Thank you. Thanks, Fletch. Next up, J.P. Hornstra from the LA News Group. Hi, Perry. Um, I wanted to ask you about your background because for a minute it seemed like every general manager needed some kind of an analytical business background or an Ivy League education or preferably both. Um, you've worked with people from that background, and I'm just wondering as you go about your day-to-day -day work, how do those 33 years in baseball give you an advantage that the more typical modern GM doesn't have? Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've worked with those backgrounds, and I've learned a lot from those backgrounds. And you know, this whole narrative about baseball guy, I think all of us are baseball people. When you work in this game and you dedicate the hours that it takes day in and day out to do what we do from a front office standpoint, from an on-field standpoint, you're a baseball man. You're a baseball person. So I do think my background's a little different than most. I have been in a big league clubhouse for 30 plus years of my lifetime. I've seen different clubs. I've seen different personalities, different players. And I think that's one of the advantages I'll have. I've been around enough to see a lot of different situations and what makes players tick and when they need to be, when they need a pat on the back or a hug or when they need to have a serious conversation with somebody. So I think that's a feel component. And me being around as long as I have, I feel like that's one of my strong suits and, and it will come in handy. I think that, um, that that advantage that you have of being able to relate to the player means that we'll see you interacting with guys, uh, you know, between uh, outside the lines and in the clubhouse more than uh, most GMs that you've seen and worked with. Yeah, I, I can't speak for other GMs. I've been around Alex Anthopoulos a long time. He's very communicative when it comes to players, coaches, and I, I plan on being the same way. I'm, I'm all about communication. I think everybody being on the same page is beyond important. There's no secrets. You know, I want, I want our big league manager that, to know what's going on. I want our coaching staff to know what's going on. I want to hear how they feel. I'm one who asks a lot of questions, you know, whether, it's the, whether it's somebody on the grounds crew or somebody in the locker room or one of our coaches. So I look forward to picking the brains of people that are around here on a daily basis. Thank you. Thanks, JP. Next, we'll go to Maria Torres from the LA Times. Hey, Barry, um, what specifically about the, the Angels do you feel um, just, uh, sorry, let me just rephrase that. What specifically about like this team that you have right now uh, do you think has a position to contend not only next year, but, you know, become re uh, repeat contenders? Sure. I, I think it's the quality of players. I think it's the quality of players. Obviously, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, their history speaks for themselves. There's other talented people on this roster. And it's the makeup of the overall club. From talking to Joe, from talking to people that are around the club on a daily basis, this is a competitive group that loves to compete. And that's, and from a mental standpoint, it's a mentally strong group. And I think those are two components that you need to succeed at the big league level on a daily basis. So outside of you know having to add pitching to that group, um, what else do you think you need just to augment what you have? We're looking for ways to get better. So uh, there, uh, we will not turn away from any certain position. I mean, I was, I'll give you a perfect example. In Atlanta, we were not looking for a third baseman. We had Johan Camargo, who was coming off a great year. Josh Donaldson happened to be out there, you know, and it was a middle of the order bat, which we were searching for, and it made sense. So we're gonna be open to everything. We're gonna try and make this team as good as it can be in any way, whether that's offensively, defensively, on the mound, support staff too. So. Anywhere we feel like we can gain a competitive advantage and, and improve our chances, our odds to win games, we're going to do that. 
Thank you, Maria. Next up, we'll go to Fabian Ardaya from The Athletic. Hi, Perry. Congratulations. Uh, I have a question for you and for Artie. I mean, do you have an idea of how much uh, the pandemic and this current economy is going to impact how much you guys are able to spend on payroll this year? So we have an owner who's committed to winning. We have an owner who's committed to winning. Obviously, giving a payroll number does not do anything from a competitive advantage standpoint, but we will have the necessary funds to put together a really good club. And then uh, do you anticipate being able to spend more possibly than in the past in terms of scouting, player development, analytics? Those are all things. Obviously, it's been a week on the job, and uh, it's been a whirlwind week, but hopefully after these after this press conference those are the things we're going to discuss there are areas where i'd like to improve we'd like to increase um, employment and whether that's scouting whether that's analytics but those will be conversations down the road thank you thank you fabian next up trent rush from klaa Perry, congratulations on the job. Thank you. Uh, my question for you is in regards to philosophy how do you see the way, not just how a team should be structured, but how should be played on the field. What are some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think I think all of us like watching exciting players, players that give 100% day in and day out. So ideally, we'd love to build a team that the, that the fan base can grab hold of, can enjoy with exciting players that love to come to the Pollard Park day in and day out, prepare the white way, and compete. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it comes down to between 7 and 10 or whatever time your games are, it's competing. And this is a hard game. I realize how difficult it is. You know, I've seen some, I've seen Hall of Famers. You know, I've seen Hall of Famers go through rough stretches that uh, looking back, you would never think they went through. So this is going to be an environment where it's all about the players. And I know Joe's that way. I'm that way. And whatever the players need, we're going to do. But at the end of the day, the players we bring in here are going to fit a certain mold. And I think a couple of the things, just from speaking to Joe, it's, it's the ability to compete and win day in and day out and to win for the Angels and to win for the Angels. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Trent. Next up, we'll go to Greg Beecham from the Associated Press. Hey, Perry, uh, you've, been, you've been waiting for this opportunity for long enough that you probably had some good ideas about what you would do when you finally got it. Can you talk about who has influenced those things with you and what the basic principles are that you want to bring to management in general? Wow, great question. Yeah, I've dreamed about this moment for a long time. So, I mean, there's, there were certain times growing up, I mentioned it the other day, I was 13 years old, 14 years old. I was behind home plate. Randy Johnson was warming up. That's the day I realized I'd never be a big league player. You know, and then you go through different stages of your life. Wanted to work in the front office, had a had an extreme appetite to to work and to learn the game. And I've been around some of the brightest minds, in my opinion, that that there's ever been. And Buck Showalter, Bobby Valentine, Mel Didier was a big mentor for me. I was with them in Toronto, and. Um, you know, was able able to experience a lot of different things. He was the ultimate team builder. So Johnny Oates was a, was a huge influence for me. Doug Melvin, working with him in Texas, was a huge influence for me. So I've had a huge advantage over a lot of – a huge competitive advantage for me is being around those people and what they've accomplished in this game and taking taking bits and pieces. John Hart, you know, who brought me to Atlanta, was, was another huge – figure in my life and especially baseball wise gave me my first front office job so all those people are different they have a lot of different things that a lot of different qualities that make them great baseball people and by the end of the day at the end of the day i take bits and pieces from them and i'm going to bring it to this angel organization and i look forward to working with joe and the staff and we're gonna have some fun thank you greg next uh helene elliott from the los angeles times Hi. Uh, my question is, what are your priorities at this point, um, both in terms of the roster and in terms of, uh, you mentioned before, building your front office? I mean, what are the top three or four or five things that are on your to-do list right now? Sure. I think it's obviously gaining institutional knowledge from the people that are here. That's first and foremost. Uh, working on the staff is an obvious 
uh, obvious tasks that, that I need to accomplish here in the next two to three weeks going forward. Players, major league team, that's a given. So that started 15 minutes. I, I, I signed the contract. 100% of my attention went to this, to this roster. And um, you know, I look forward to over the coming weeks helping as a group building this club to where we can compete and play meaningful games in September. You mentioned pitching a little bit earlier. Give me your assessment. I know it's not you know, hugely detailed right now, but what is your assessment of what you have right now and what you need and trying to be realistic? Absolutely. I think from outside looking in, again, I haven't been able to roll up my sleeves and really dig in. There's some talented arms here. Dylan Bundy had a great year. Andrew Heaney had a great year. There's some young arms here that are on the cusp of establishing, establishing themselves as major league pitchers. So I do believe there's ta real talent here. And I can't stress this enough. It's not just the mound. It's the things around the mound. It's the game calling. It's the game planning. It's the defense. It's the positioning. Once we align on all those things and put people in the right spots, I think the production on the mound will, will drastically improve. Thank you. Thank you, Helene. Next up, we'll go to Barry Bloom. Hey, is Artie there? I have a question first for Artie. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Artie, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Good, so this is obviously a, uh, a thrilling and exciting start of this era in the organization. Uh, you have a development project going on around the ballpark. You may be redoing the ballpark. Specifically, what, what are your plans there? And how do you see the immediate future of the franchise? Probably uh, the way we're addressing it would be first is to make sure that uh, we can support the team building and get a product, uh, competitive product and a winning product on the field. I'd say second would be uh, getting the existing facility uh, up to date, uh, do some things that we wanted to do over a period of time and try to get make sure that when the fans come there, they're in a fun, exciting, safe uh, facility. And then third would be, you know, a long-term plan on, uh, you know, what projects we, we would take on uh, first from the development side. Have you decided whether you in the, you're going to redo the ballpark again or are you going to rebuild it? I would say in the short term, we'll just uh, make sure it's clean and safe. And we have some areas that uh, that we've, we have been focusing on the last few years of, you know, for fan entertainment. Thank you, Barry. Next up, Molly Knight from The Athletic. Hi there. My question is for Artie as well. Um, obviously, you guys were able to interview somewhat somewhat upward of 16 people for this job. What made you so confident that Perry was the right person for this job? Well, we, I, I believe we start out with somewhere between 38 and 40 applicants. And then uh, we brought it down. I, I want to say brought it down around 18 or 20 that uh, John and Bill Stillman uh, did Zoom calls with. And uh, so we reviewed, I, I want to say I reviewed about 18 Zoom calls, uh, which were approximately two hours each. And then from there, we dropped it, I want to say to seven or eight uh, people. And they uh, were interviewed again. And those Zoom calls were anywhere from an hour and a half to I think Perry's probably lasted two and a half or three hours. I think we had five hours of Zoom calls with Perry. And we brought it down to three or four. Uh, and uh, we just really went through, you know, right, at, uh, right after the end of the season, uh, John Carpino and I spent about three hours with uh, Joe and just, uh, Look, taking the plus and minuses from the season, a little bit of a Q and A, what he what he believed our needs were going forward. Uh, we also talked to um, uh, some other, 
you know, we, we talked to Mike, Mike Trell, and we talked to the bench coach. And so we've gone through uh, interviewing uh, you know, from the player side, from the coaching staff, really trying to zero in the type of person we wanted to bring uh, to the Angels. Thought the most important thing is to bring someone in that really could be able to communicate uh, with Joe and his staff on the field that uh, we would be focused in on making sure that the communication from from uh, the GM's office uh, down to the field you know, was that uh, we had a, a good solid bridge there. So. Um, at the end of the day, um, I met with Perry last, uh, a week, maybe the week before last or last week, I can't remember. But we were going to probably spend an hour. We ended up spending about three and a half hours talking about uh, his uh, experience and what we were looking for and how the fit was. And that, that's sort of a team effort with uh, John Carpino really had been the point. Bill Stoneman really helped us a lot and um, and so really on a, with the team effort we ended up picking Perry thank you thanks Molly next up we will go to Sam Anoda hi Perry congratulations thanks Sam um, when you scouted Otani back in Japan what was your vision of him transitioning over to the major leagues was it obviously has been injured quite often now um did you think he'll be more smoother or did you see these bumps on the road when you were scouting him yeah obviously he's beyond talented he can do things on a baseball field that 99 percent of the people can't but this is a, this is a hard game and he's a young player i think we lose sight of, of how old he is he's a young player who's going through the ups and downs uh, in an early in his career of, of major league seasons. So I look forward to watching him play. I think he's going to be a huge part of this club. I think he's going to help us win games in a lot of different ways. And I can't wait to meet him, talk to him, and uh, get to know him. So you anticipate him doing both ways now? Yeah, so I haven't had really a chance to dig in with the staff and, and talk about those things. But you know, from the outside looking in, the success he's had in the past in both areas... He's capable of doing both. So if we can set up a, a quality program uh, to where from a health standpoint, we feel like he's ready to go, then that's something I think we, we would be a, doing a disservice to not discussing. So, but again, I just taken this job a week ago. I haven't had the opportunity to talk to our medical staff, our coaching staff. So I look forward to those conversations and, and creating a plan going forward. Thank you very much, appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Next up, we'll go to Terry Smith from AM830. Hi, Perry. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Congratulations. I can't wait to meet with you. We have a lot of mutual friends in the game, whether it was in your time with the Rangers or the Braves or the Blue Jays. So congratulations Thank again. You. My question for you is, in uh, all the things on your to-do list, and you kind of talked about putting together a baseball operations staff, is there any chance that any of your brothers might join you <laughs> on the Angel staff? Well, Obviously, baseball family. Um, my father worked in the game a long time. All four of, all four of us. I have three brothers. We all worked in the clubhouse for years. I had the pleasure of cleaning bathrooms before cleaning crews for for eight years. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but no. Two of my brothers work in baseball. I have a brother who who works in San Francisco, who's in their baseball operations department. I have a brother who works on the clubhouse side of things in Washington. He's probably the best evaluator of all of us. Uh, when it comes to people and playing so and then i have an older brother he's the only one with any brains he's a lawyer in chicago so um, he chose a different profession but you know as far as staffing I, i'm going to take a look at what we currently have here and over the next week i'm going to try and build a baseball operations department and you know, i'm going to look at every every qualified person that's out there good luck thank you thank you terry next up we will go to jeff fletcher again I uh, have a question for Artie. Um, 
Artie, obviously uh, things haven't gone the way you guys wanted them for the last five years. What is your understanding about the way the processes will be different going forward in order to get a better result? Uh, you want like a one sentence answer? <laughs> All the sentences you got. <laughs> That's probably about as good as I got. Um, you know, I, I believe at the end of the day, it's all about wins. And uh, we just not, we have not been able to uh, do the, the, the little things to uh, get on that winning side. You know, last year we blew 14 saves, uh, extra inning games. I think we were either two or three and eight or nine, something like that. And uh, so you look at uh, the teams that are winning, you know, they're closing out their games and um, and and competing at a different level at uh, extra inning games. So just trying to put ourselves in a position where, um, you know, if you, if you, if you take half of the uh, blown saves uh, and add seven wins to our total, you know, we're a playoff team. And then you're in a position, short series, uh, you get to compete better. So, you know, you really can go through and, and nitpick different parts of the game. But at the end of the day, we weren't finishing games. And uh, and those, those, uh, w, those L's need to turn into W's. And so we don't look at it like we need to remodel the, the whole team. It's just we need to. Uh, add some pieces that are going to give us a better chance to compete at the highest level. And can you say if the payroll will go up or down or about the same as last year? You know, like Perry said, I'd rather not say right now. Let's put it this way. It's not going down. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Fletch. Uh, next up, we'll go to Lee Hamilton. Hi, good morning from San Diego. Perry, we saw a fascinating rebuild in Atlanta and pitching has really been a problem in Anaheim for a bunch of years. Philosophically, how do you rebuild it? Um, do, do you pour money into a big name free agent or two, or do you do what Tampa Bay or San Diego did and pour tons of money into a farm system to develop multiples of arms to build you out for a couple of years, but that, that, that's not winning immediately. What, what's your philosophy? Thank you, sir. Sure. Thank you. I think you look at all avenues. And, and again, I can't stress this enough. That's a big reason why I'm here is there's people that want to win. And I want to win, too. Our owner wants to win. Our president wants to win. Our manager wants to win. Now this, this organization, like I said earlier, is on the cusp of doing some great things. Pitching is a necessity. We need to develop pitching. And we need to add pitching to this big league roster. We know that. There's different avenues to do that. We will turn over every rock to find, find the right guys for this particular club. But I'll give you a perfect example. Tyler Matzik, last year for the Atlanta Braves, we, we signed him out of an independent league team. He was pitching meaningful innings in the postseason, seventh, eighth inning in the postseason. So there's different ways to find arms. It's going to be up to the baseball operations department to do what we need to do to find those arms. And whether that's through the draft, whether that's through international signings, whether that's through free agency, whether the, whether that's through the independent league teams. At the end of the day, it's about finding the right guys, finding the right fits. And we have a good coaching staff here. Mickey Calloway is an excellent pitching coach, Matt Wise in the bullpen. I'm really excited to work with those guys. I think they've made people better in their short time here. And there'll be some opportunities to grab some arms that are, maybe have struggled in different places. And, whether it's change of scenery, um, change in pitch mix, there'll be some opportunity to improve with this organization, and I'm really excited about that. Thank you, Lee. Next up, Mike Giovanna from the LA Times. Hey, Perry, congratulations. Uh, what is your assessment of the Angels farm system from what you've seen since you got the job and maybe from your perspective with the Braves? Are there yes. one or two priorities in this area that you'd like to hit on pretty quickly? Sure. I think it's a very talented farm system. There's some high upside players from the outside looking in. I haven't had a chance to really dig in from an institutional knowledge standpoint, but obviously there's multiple top 100 prospects here. They took an exciting arm out of the draft last year here. So going forward, 
we're looking for the best player available. We're looking for the best player available, whether that's the mound or a position player. We're looking for the biggest impact we can find to help this organization go to the places where it wants to go. Are you more inclined to take those high-risk younger players as opposed to a safer route to go oftentimes in the draft? Right. I, I think it's about doing the work. There's no real, and one thing you'll learn about me, there's no set philosophies. I am, I'm, I'm, it, my motto is do the work. So we take the individual player, whether they're in high school, whether they're in college, and we go through that player as much as we can, inside and out. From an R&D standpoint, from a scouting standpoint, from a makeup standpoint, it's collecting the right information and it's doing the work. And that's what we intend to do here. Thank you, Mike. Next up, we'll go to Jim Alexander from the Southern California News Group. Hey, Perry, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Um, uh, with the preparation that, that you've had and the experiences that you've had in baseball, there's still a learning curve when you, you ascend to the number one chair. Are there things that you can do to help speed that learning curve? And if so, what are they? Yeah, there's definitely a learning curve. I mean, first year general managers, I've been around a couple of the people in those positions. There's a lot going on especially upstairs. That's what's so comforting about this position. That's why it was so intriguing to me. Having a manager who's done what Joe's done, who has the resume that he has, and to be able to give the keys to the car and not have to worry about downstairs is huge. It's huge for any young general manager. So uh, for me, that's gonna, be, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be really, really important, that relationship. In general, there's gonna be some experiences obviously being being in this job, there's gonna be certain things that come up that I haven't experienced before, but I'm gonna surround myself with people around me that are going to be able to help handle these experiences. And my Rolodex is long, and being around as long as I have, you know, I can, I can pick up the phone and, and call former general managers. I can call a Tom Grieve who, who um, allowed me to be in a clubhouse when I was eight years old and is one of the best baseball people I've ever met. I can call a Doug Melvin, a John Hart, those people that have been in those positions. I can call an Alex Anthopoulos as a friend and ask for advice. And that's, that's it's really important to me and I think that's a huge advantage for me. Were there any bits of advice that Alex gave you on the way out of Atlanta? Just parting gifts? Yeah, I mean, he, he, anybody that knows Alex, he's so authentic. And he just said, be yourself, you know, just be yourself, don't change. And that's, that's what I intend on doing. So I, there's a couple things I believe in, right? You work hard, good things happen. You treat people well, good things happen. So we're gonna make this a great environment to work in. And uh, whoever we add is gonna fit that motto. Thank, Thank you, Jim. Thank you, good luck. Thank you, appreciate it, Jim. Next up, we will go to Ross Newham. May have lost Ross. We'll go to next to Maria Torres from LA Times. I have a question for Artie, but first, really quick, Perry. How many times have you interviewed to be an, a general manager? This was my first time. This was my first time to interview. I, I you know, my wife, Michelle, who's anybody in baseball needs quality support group. My wife is, she's unbelievable. I have four kids and uh, Lola, Minka, Gemma, and Cash. So three girls and a boy. And when I received the uh, email and call from John about interviewing for this job, I went home. I was very excited. I was able to share that with them. And that was one of the best moments of my life, just to have an interview for this type of role and, and for somebody to feel like I've achieved enough in this game to, to, to sit down and talk about my different philosophies and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, yeah, this is the first time I've interviewed. It was a very, you know, they were very thorough. It was a grueling process to a certain extent. I think my Zoom calls went over the time allotted. Um, you know, I, I, you start, you start asking me baseball questions. You better take a seat and get comfortable. So I, I love talking the game. I love talking about the, the different experiences I've had, the different players, the different coaches, the different general managers I've been around. So uh, this was the first time I've ever interviewed, and obviously. And it went pretty well, so I'm excited about it. Uh, Artie, John Carpino spoke at the end of the season that something isn't right in the organization. Through the general manager search, 
what specifically did you learn about the team that you need to fix as far as process is concerned and how will you do that? You're giving me like hard questions. Huh? <laughs> uh, well, like I explained, uh, the first thing we did was the day after the season is sat down with Joe, really went, had a thorough discussion with them about the team, uh, the team's needs, some of the things that we did not accomplish, obviously we had a spring training that got cut short. We had a pause, then we had the second spring training and uh, really felt that we didn't come out out of the second break or second spring training the way we should have. And uh, really until the last five or six weeks didn't pick up momentum. So we spent a lot of time with that. Um, like I said before, we talked to uh, Mike Trout at length about his feelings on the team, um, the positives, the negatives, needs, etc. cetera. Uh, we spent some time with um, bench coach, uh, 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 Gallego, that uh, for a while was managing our minor league system and asked him about you know, what, who were the best people there, what our needs were, what was going on with the communication between uh, the minor leagues and whether whether the players were prepared that were being sent up or not prepared and some of the things that we could improve there. Uh, anyway, so we talked to a few other staff people, asked uh, questions and what the needs, uh, we, we, what we thought our needs were. So um, all those all that uh, research and then going through the process of, uh, of uh, the interview process with, with different candidates. And um, I've commented before that I was very surprised at the quality of all the candidates and, and the organizations they were coming from. Um, we typically have a pretty good dialogue with some of the other owners and you know, some of the pluses that they have and some of the minuses. And uh, so really we've spent the last uh, couple of months really working on <clears throat> trying to get ourselves prepared for this hire and still working on it. You know, a lot of conversations on on players and theory, et cetera. So how's that? <laughs> Thanks, Artie. Thank Artie, you, Maria. Thanks, Maria. We have time for just a couple more folks. Next up, we're going to go to Saya. Hello, Perry. Uh, sorry, uh, two quick questions about Otani again. Uh, it, it should be too early to ask, but uh, do you have kind of a rough picture of how to utilize Otani as a two-way player differently from previous general managers, like emphasizing his pitching more or hitting more? Yeah. Like I said earlier, I, I think it might be a little too early to have that answer. I look forward to picking the, you know, talking to the staff, the medical staff, our coaching staff, just talking to Shohei and, and seeing where he is with everything and putting all that information together and coming up with a plan collectively. And, and obviously he's got the opportunity and the ability to affect this club in many different ways. And, and seeing him play as much as I've had He's a blow your hair back type of player. You know, he's one of those guys that everybody in the ballpark wants to watch. So, um, you know, I look forward to, to having those conversations and coming up with a plan. And uh, um, it, it has to be too early to ask again, but uh, do you have kind of specific numbers in your mind like that you expect Otani to play next season? Uh, how many uh, games uh, or? Uh, like how many wins as a pitcher or how many home runs as a hitter? Yeah, right now, again, just being fairly new to the organization and limited institutional knowledge, I think those are conversations we'll have over the course of the next couple of weeks and, and, and create a plan for, in spring training to see where that goes. Thank, Thank you, so Saya. We're going to end things with Bill Shaken from the LA Times. Uh, thank you, Adam. Congratulations to you, Perry. Thank you. Artie, just one question for you to follow up. In conversations that you had with so many people from so many different organizations, 
external folks coming in and saying, here's what we see from the outside that the angels might do better. What kinds of themes did they hit on? Was it structural or was it limited to the kinds of things you talked about and a slow start and, and maybe better pitching late in the game? Well, um, you know, <clears throat> basically, the, the pitching was really addressed. That um, even though um, over the last few years we've invested in p pitching, uh, we did not perform at the level. So the, the real question is, it's been, uh, uh, you know, how was the game planned? How um, how is that translated to the field? Uh, also, uh, looking at uh, depth in the organization, uh, minor league system, and um, and it was the question was asked before is, uh, you know, where do you invest? Do you go out and uh, invest all your money um, on, you know, trying to win now, or a combination of. Um, winning now and also investing in minor league systems. So I, I believe you got to do both at the same time. Um, I believe we have a team that we're, we're close to, to being a winning team. So you need to invest, invest in people that are going to be able to play today. As, uh, and, and a parallel route is continue to try to figure out what you can do better in your minor league system and, and try to develop there at the same time. Thank you. And over the course of the process, how did you end up deciding that first time general manager was going to be a way to go as opposed to somebody who might be experienced? Well, I, I think the, you always look at the, the quality of people and how they're answering your questions and uh, you can ask Perry about his interview process of the questions he had or the problems we asked the different people to solve. Um, and, uh, you know, it was pretty extensive uh, uh, search. And, uh, you know, I would say probably the number one thing was his attitude about communication and communicating with, uh, with the manager and the players and lift, being able to listen to what was happening at the field level um, uh, with both managers and players. I thought that was a very good uh, quality that uh, it's very hard to find someone that believes, uh, you know, that they, they have all the answers. I mean, it's a complicated game. And, uh, and if you're not listening, you're not learning so I, I we just felt that uh, one of the other things he talked about was winning, is surrounding surrounding yourself with good people, quality people that can listen, learn, and and compete at the highest level. So he was spent a lot of time talking of what it need what you need to do to win. Thank you. Boy, a lot of insight right there we got on this Angels baseball organization. We're going to have to digest that and break it down at some point here, maybe in a, a follow-up podcast that we'll do in the near future. But in the meantime, thank you for joining us here on this special edition of the Angels Recap Podcast. Be sure to keep on listening to Angels Radio AM830 KLAA for all the latest Angels news and notes as they come out. And then probably starting first of the year is when we're going to get things going with the Halos Hot Stove Show, which we do every single offseason. Maybe we end up getting that going starting at the winter meetings we'll just have to see how the winter meetings play out this year with them not being in person uh, things are, are absolutely going to be different but we certainly appreciate you following along and anytime there is angels news uh, we're going to keep on having these podcasts for you throughout the offseason again my name is trent rush thanks to perry Manazian and to joe madden and angels owner Artie moreno as well have a great rest of your day and this has been the angels recap podcast